There we are. There's not many tonight, is there? I haven't gone off the green box. <laughs> um, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. This is because of the reviews, isn't it? Yeah. Lazy little bastards, Nick. Tell them. Tell them what you really think. You're weird. That's what I think. Go on, then, get on with it. Am I asking the question first? It's not okay, I'll go first then. One of my marked shush. Don't start with me this evening, all right? One of my marketing tasks I gave myself was to spend a half an hour a day on the gym floor. An example given by Nick that sounded yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm wondering what exactly to do in this half an hour. Am I just keeping an eye out for someone who might look like they are a bit lost? Or are there specific things that can be done to make this time productive? Thanks. Um, honestly, I would start with, um, as basic as it sounds, going to where your market normally hang out in the gym. So obviously you'll know that different demographics will probably go to different areas of the gym, depending on whatever, different variables, right? And I would basically just use the line of introducing yourself. So hi, my name's Anthony. I'm literally supporting people in and around this area of the gym for the next half an hour. If you need any help from me, just let me know. What's your name? Bob. Bob, nice to meet you, pal. Um, yeah, honestly, I would get, I would do that. Do the reps of that type of approach as much as you can. And you watch the amount of conversations that you have because members of a gym are so not used to any level of customer service these days, if I'm going to generalize massively. So you doing that makes it look as though you're interested, which I'm sure you are, um, gives you an opportunity to open up, to be approachable. Um, so people come to you for help. You learn people's names. And if you remember their names, uh, next time you see them, that just raises your value with them people. And I think people, gym floor personal trainers, underestimate the um, sheer value and importance just doing something like that does repetitively for at least an hour a day. Anything you would add to that, Nicholas Michael Hanley? No, I gave feedback. Um, this person's checking, so that's fine, Anthony. So basically what you're saying is that you went against the system? It was... Um, your answer will suffice, I guess. Um, let me have a look. Would a coaching model where I provide the online aspects of coaching, of the coaching, but I get someone else to lead the in-person sessions be a viable option? Just thinking if my face-to-face -face interest stays this high, then I could potentially pay one of the PTs to lead the sessions that I program and have all of the clients still within my group, etc. Not at the point where I need to hire another coach or anything, but wondering if this is better than having somebody waiting for a space to open up with me. Good question. Really good question. Um, Are you going to answer it then? Yeah, um, boy, look at me when I'm talking to you. That did not need one of your long pauses. Did? Well, who's, who are you? Anyway, let's not get into this, all right? My question, you shut up. Don't 
shake your head. Right, you're just delaying it now even more. Okay. All right, can I continue, Anthony? Get on with it, you dickhead. Oh, God, you're just... Oh, disgusting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, effect effectively, yes, you can do that. Um, I think... I think you've got to think of also... I think you've also got to think of what you, one big factor is paying other PTs, and that will obviously directly impact the price point that you position. Um, because obviously you want to take a cut and you also want to pay them well enough so they're doing a good job and not just a bit of a um hand me down so i i would say yes i think you've got to think of the price points position um and but in addition to that i'd also say a question of mine to think about for you is where is it where is the interest coming from how are they coming to you um because if that's something you can affect or influence through your marketing through your awareness then i would also look to address that as well because if people are coming to you and you're fully booked <clears throat> and you're only taking on clients for one-to-one -one coaching uh, sorry online coaching then I would look at the past couple of months of my of my content what is it saying what is it what is it giving a pe people an insight into um, and look to potentially change that as well um so yes you can i would definitely if i'd hire anybody i'd want to i'd want their buy-in so i'd want to pay them you know a a good whack to do a good job and effectively you are hiring another coach it might not be employed but you are striking up that type of type of deal so there's a bit of a process to go through with that getting the right person um making sure they're bought into the process, making sure that, you know, you've got, you understand their interest and their goals, um, as well as yours, obviously, as well. So, yeah, uh, that's, anything I've missed out of that? No, I don't think so. Any, what are your thoughts on that, Anthony? I agree with what you said. I know you would. Um, I agree with what you said. I do think it's something that people could explore a little bit further, though. Yeah. I'm a little bit more popular. Hence, your post Saturday was quite popular, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's look. I think on one hand, I think that there's so much. First of all, there's so much unqualified people giving out programs. First of all, online. Secondly, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of marketing which paints a picture then doesn't deliver and i think where I, I see a lot of coaches or personal trainers or just general unqualified people selling programs and calling it coaching because if you're coaching someone in my opinion they shouldn't need someone face to face shouldn't need someone they might want someone maybe that's a different thing but they shouldn't need someone to then deliver the program to them that you're writing so um so yeah anyway anyway
Um, next question for you, Anthony. Can you pay attention? Look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me, Anthony. Come on, engage, please. All right, the fuck up. When catching, uh, when chat catching, when chatting to lead on social media, a common objective. What? Why are, are you shaking your head? You've already, you fucked this question up already. So me, man. Start it's again. Off, and you're annoying. <laughs> when chatting to leads on social media, a common objection I get is I'm ready. I'm really after face-to-face PT, not online coaching. Even when I explain all the pros and benefits of online coaching in comparison to normal PTing, I still struggle with handling this objection. Any tips? Thanks. First tip, attend the webinar on Thursday night that we're doing because it's it's, it's, it's essentially based around that question. Um, yeah, but a couple of points that I would take away is first and foremost, it's probably the level of understanding that they have um, on what online coaching is. So I would explore that by getting to know them more. So they may therefore get to know you more and what online coaching is. Um, I think that's an important one. So that would be, I would take, I would take the fact that um, they've put, I'm really after face-to-face PT and not online coaching. In theory, like, unless you've categorically said you're only online coaching, clearly I don't know who this question is being asked from. Like, the way you handle inquiries to your business, it shouldn't matter if you're online or face-to-face, in my, in my opinion. So obviously your marketing and your messaging should do the job for you. Um, so when you engage in a conversation, people should already have a level of understanding that what you deliver is online coaching. And if people are then turning around and going, no, actually I need face-to-face and not online coaching. Well, my first point, going back to what I said a minute ago, the first point would be let's gather an understanding of that first person first and see how I can help them, whether it's I sign them up or not. Some people might say that that's just a massive waste of time. Like I don't think it is personally. I think it builds an understanding. It builds trust. Um, it starts to build context into what online coaching is and isn't. So it might help them make a decision. Um, and when they've built trust with you and they've built understanding with you, um, it, it will raise their value in you. And therefore, they're probably more likely to have coaching from you if you build out the service from their wants and needs. So that would be my first point. Like I, I wouldn't even get to that point of of kind of them questioning do i do face-to-face ptr online coaching it's just let's get have a bit of a chat let me understand what you want and need let me establish kind of what your goals are and how i can help you right now and then we can see what the best approach is for you moving forward so that would be in my opinion how i would deal with it let me understand you first for for, for, for basically for for us to understand what it is that you need right off the back of that, if they still want face-to-face BT, then just fucking let it go. They want face-to-face BT. If that's what they want, that's what they want. Um, it's just one of them things. But for me, the biggest tip that I can give you is, is to get them on a call, not to convince them about online coaching, but to really gather a broad understanding of what it is that they want and need, build loads of trust, help them a little bit. And off the back of that, what you'll find is they'll be more than likely more open to have coaching with you anyway because of that doesn't matter really what in what capacity because essentially if you're an online coach depending on your demographic your your service should be built out for people who in theory say they rely on a on a face-to-face pt 
because that's what you're going to get all of the time. That's an objection that your business will need to handle all of the time. So how can you make your service great enough to overcome that objection for people? That's what I would say. Anything you would add to this? Any additional thing I'd add is if if you're, and this is general more so, but if you're, if you, what you're showcasing and what you're showing people through your avenues of awareness, i.e. social media, about training people and about talking about sessions, um, that's what you're portraying. That's what you're showing people that you do. So, again, I think it's similar to the, one of the previous questions. I think you've got to showcase your business from behind the scenes in a different way, in a different way. Ultimately. Next question, Anthony. How do you deal with a client who becomes a friend? For the context, I meet one of my newer clients in events very often. We get along well, but I'm worried it might affect our working relationship. Question. Um, I personally feel that's what your boundaries are for. That's what your terms of commitment for. Um, and I think the way that you onboard someone into the business is you, you don't negotiate and you don't, it's obvious, you don't negotiate and you don't bend on any of those expectations you set. I think the precedent that you set from the beginning will is is really, really key. And I think, you know, having that conversation, making it clear, obviously through your onboarding as well, and your set of calls, et cetera. I, I don't think you need to do anything additional apart from stick to your boundaries and make it abundantly clear when they come in um, what those are. Um, and don't bend them. Don't bend them at all. Not 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 once for them because naturally you will naturally will take that and run with it a little bit and expect that to happen again down the line. So I wouldn't add any more than that to be honest. Anything else? No. Um, might be a bit of a deep one, but being in a few social settings this weekend made me realise how consumed I'd maybe become by my business to the point it feels like I'm almost becoming it almost becomes identity have either of you ever had been through something like that and what teams would you give for creating that separation really good question it's such a good question um yes 100 percent I've been through that um and probably um I probably, if I openly admit it, probably during COVID and coming out of COVID for that year to 18 months, I absolutely felt like that. Um, yeah, so without making it about me and how, how I went through that, I, I, I would basically resonate. As soon as I seen the question on the check-in today, because I fed back to him, um, I was like, I hope I, I hope I answer that because yes, 100%. And I think my advice to you um, is probably the same advice that I, I tried to give myself is um, is you've got to be really strict with your boundaries, like super strict. And it's dead hard. I'm not like every single person's different. 
like I can sit here and go, like for me, and Nick knows this, one of the biggest reasons why I got back into coaching and coaching kids football and all of that type of stuff is because uh, genuinely it made me shut off at five o'clock, for example, every day. So I could go out, integrate with people, kids, families, parents, and people who are similar to me and I have that kind of interaction away from the, the job that I have now, including like, as sad as this may sound, like having reminders in my phone to get in contact with pals and friends and get into the group chat and give people shit in the group chat and then arrange to meet up and stuff like that. Stuff that I think personally, um, because we I got so consumed by work that you forget about because time just goes so fast and you are just consumed by work the majority of the time when you're in that, in that bubble. Um, so yeah, my advice would be create boundaries, like create your boundaries and really stick to them. Um, another one for me that really helped me through that moment is, is start a new skill or hobby or something that really helped because A, it gets you out the house, it gets you mixing with other people. You can obviously take your pals and all of that. Now, I don't want to give you hobby and life advice, but I think that really helps sometimes um, in that sense. So maybe it's something that you potentially look into. So and from a time management perspective, I mentioned boundaries because I think these are different. I think your boundaries are your opening and closing hours of your business. But I also think about having dedicated time away and time off and time where you you arrange to integrate with, with pals, friends, family and all of that type of stuff. As sad as that may sound, during that two or three year period, I, I forgot to do all of that shit because we were, I was so obsessed with work at that point. Um so only because like you, you didn't know what was happening at that point. So we all just reacted, didn't we? And got our heads down and grafted our ass off. So that's when I could relate. So when I seen the question before, I was like, yep, yeah, 1 million percent, I can relate to that. Um, but yeah, like I said, my advice would be really be strict on your boundaries. Um, make sure whatever's important to you. I said to you before, I said before I got a new, make sure I do the new hobby, the new skill, went out and coached more. Um, getting away from the day job more a little bit like that and then making sure that you you touch base with pals friends family and stuff and then that's like a dedicated as sad as it sounds sounds task in your week because it's so easy to forget sometimes when you're so consumed by it all so that would be my advice anything you'd add to that um yeah i'd, re I'd reiterate like having external little projects and stuff that even silly stuff like i mean you know what i've been like the last three years i've got a project every every other month with the renovation and stuff i think that's important because it, it otherwise you can literally yeah i have to you're the same i know we have to stop ourselves from from working literally like actually know that that isn't under delivering that's actually putting it to tomorrow where it's going to be delivered by a bet in a better way so um I, i'd agree with everything and the only additional thing i found similar to what you said but is going back going back to your values and building out an action plan based on the values like as Ant said there like one value would be to obviously connect with family and friends so what's the action it's making sure that you give two of them a shout each week and making sure that every other week you go and see someone or or whatever you know, just like you would do for your business, you'd make actions and, and whatnot. It You do need to be conscious, you know, a lot of the time you do need to be conscious, especially if you're recognising something like this is happening. I think um, 
do, literally doing an action plan for daily, weekly, monthly, by the end of the year that you want to achieve, which aligns with who you want to be and how you want to live. And I think that is that really helped me, definitely. 100% helped me. Yeah, I think, obviously, it's a little bit... Um, I share quite a lot about these two periods. Well, there's one period in my life when I was a PT, and this was before I had kids, where I was 24 years old and working a silly amount of hours, seven days a week, 10, 12 hour days, probably didn't work that long on a Sunday, but it felt like that way. And it was consumed, but that was everything at that point. Like it was in the city centre of Manchester. I worked there, more or less lived there, went out there and all of that. So you look back and, it does consume you in that way, but it's, it was to a point where it was unhealthy because I was I was in the gym probably about fucking 80 hours a week. Do you know what I mean? It was silly. Um, and then, like I said before, I shared that that point and it kind of got like that. And I think the trigger for me was that going back to your goals and going back to what Nick's just said is, what are we doing this for? What are we doing it for? Like, I was so immersed into to work that you forget that actually, yeah, you're doing it for money and, you're doing it to to provide the life that you, you want and all of that for your family. But actually, I wasn't seeing them at points. So the biggest thing for me was going back to my goals and going, wait a fucking minute, I'm chasing this and I'm chasing that. But actually, it's pulling me away from the main core reason why I'm doing it. So that then create was a really harsh lesson to create the boundaries. So to Nick's point, back to values and goals and going, what's the reason I'm doing this? And I think sometimes that just aligns you sometimes instead of just chasing and this person, I know, doesn't do this, but the shiny objects are grafting for more, 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 which is what I was guilty of in the past. Um, it just aligns you to actually what's important, right? Sound. It's not always about that. It's about this. Here's your boundaries. Let's cut them off. So, yeah, easier said than done, but such a good fucking question. Uh, next one, client issue. Don't want to, don't want to get use or say a negotiable because they don't want to disappoint themselves. How do you get around this? Um, well, that is that is clearly identifying that 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 person has no self-efficacy in what they're doing, i.e., belief of they can do the process to achieve the end goal. So, how would you do that? Is you would help them break down one thing if it's a if it's the term non-negotiable that they they are being triggered by, take it away. It, it has to come from them. You have to provide the environment. I know you know that, but that's showcasing the fact that they have a roadblock in they can and what they feel they can believe they can achieve in the process. Right? It's not the end goal. It is the end goal, but it's more about I can. I don't believe I can fill out food diary for three days accurately. I don't believe I can get to the gym four times a week. Uh, it's those bits and pieces. So you've got to almost take that process and break it down into an even smaller process for them. Uh, and it's one step. It's literally one step. And um, non-negotiable to me, it signifies that they have to do it consistently from day one. And that's probably very hard for someone who doesn't know, doesn't believe they can do it. So again, breaking it down into small steps. So you know, identifying the challenge, getting them to come up with a couple of options and solutions, and then breaking that solution down to the very, 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 very first thing. And then 
playing that back to them and then asking if there's a barrier again that they can foresee to stop them taking that first step. That's what you need to do in that scenario because that's what it's showcasing and that's how you need to break it down. You need them to feel successful in the smallest little thing uh, to then build upon over time. So I'd probably change the terminology as well. Yeah. No, like you said, using autonomy for them to come up with their own stuff on that side of it. It's a very, very good problem to work with and challenge to work with this one because it, it's literally going to be across the board. This is. Um, that's it, isn't it? I'm off. That's it, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? Um, so. Thursday, Thursday, got a webinar. So the reason why I'm bringing that up, because anyone listening back who's not in the academy, that won't be this Thursday, but you can book on one that we're doing people outside the academy a week Thursday at 11 a.m. Um, just to clarify that. Sweet. Well, Bye, you have, people. You have a good evening, Anthony, all right? You have yes. a good evening. Yeah, I see that.